Can we date you? Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness, and I am here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 350, Lessons for a Truly Timeless Room. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 350. So today we're going to be talking about how you can create a truly timeless room And it really isn't that difficult, but if you keep our tips and advice in mind, we think that you can transform any room into a timeless room or nod your head in agreement that you already have a timeless room. Mm -hmm. So there um, are really not too many rules to follow with Mm -hmm. regard to creating this timeless look, and it is so worth the effort. Mm -hmm. I think so. it's it really is so wonderful to have a look that transcends time and if you have a room like this it's going to be in pretty good shape for the long haul and you're not going to be having to make wholesale changes to it very frequently so i think there's value in that and then it's worth investing in some pieces if you're going to be able to keep the look for a while but if it's really uh, not timeless, then, you know, that money may not be coming back. It may not be a great investment to be spending money on something that's only going to be good for a few years. Exactly. So what is a timeless room? What are the hallmarks of a timeless room? Uh, it's a wonderful combination of old and new, luxurious and lived in, classical and modern. Do you have anything to add to that, Anita? I think that's pretty good. And I would say it's not trendy. Yeah. It's not, not, not it's, trendy. it's not meaning if a timeless room, you can't, you can't look at it and say that's so 1995 or that's so 2019. Hence our teaser for the intro today. Can we date you? Mm-hmm. Of course, we'd love to go out and have dinner with you guys, I, we, but we don't mean date you that way. We mean date you, like, can we say when your room was decorated, Mm -hmm. when your house was decorated, Mm -hmm. you know, when you did X to your kitchen or what have you, right? Right. That, if you can really easily, like, you know, from yards away, circa 1991, (laughs) you know, circa 1999, something like that, that isn't necessarily a timeless room. Well, and when we say timeless, we're really talking about a style that not only cannot be dated to a particular year, but also Mm -hmm. something that's going to look great for the long haul. That's the other thing that we really mean by this. And there's so many things that when I first started decorating, I thought this is going to be awesome forever. (laughs) This, This is classic. This is traditional. It will never go out of style. So I learned a couple of lessons early on. One is that traditional does not mean it's a timeless classic. (gasps) Good one, because that might be what people conjure to mind, like this very sort of staid traditional room and fabrics and things like that. And that isn't timeless, because exactly what Anita's saying, it's not only that you can't hearken back to a certain year when you look at the decor, it's that this will keep going into the decades and still look great. 
So for example, I had at one point a Chippendale drop leaf table, coffee table, at which I thought it's a classic. This is going to be around forever. It's based on a design from the 1700s. So it's not new. It's been around for a long time. This is going to be in style forever. Well, the thing is, everyone else had one too. We all had them. And then guess what? A few years later, they were totally out of style. And now I never see them <laughs> except at the thrift store for yeah. you know, like nothing. Right. So there's so many. And another example are the Oriental rugs. And people, you know, we've had some listener questions on these. People paid thousands of dollars for them because they felt like these are classics. They've been around forever. These have been around for thousands of years. And they're classics and they're in all these expensive homes. Uh, They're just such a a stalwart of of the design for, for so many people for so many designers. And guess what? They're not in anymore. Uh, the red ones that are, were so popular now are the, you just, it's, you all have a hard time selling them. Let me put it that way. And so just because something is traditional does not mean it's going to stay around forever. And the other thing I wanted to add to that is we're going to give you some tips today, but there are no guarantees. There's so many things that I thought this will never go out of style. And I was so wrong. So it, you know, we just can't make guarantees, uh, death and taxes. I can do some guarantees on those, but everything else, uh, you know, it's up in the air. Well, yes, for individual items, right? But I'm going to just add on to what you said. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. There are mm-hmm. certain items that you think, oh, well, how could that go to a style? But it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that is like that item in a vacuum. You can probably still take that Chippendale coffee table or that Persian rug and make it work mm-hmm. and in a timeless style in the context of the entire room or the entire house if Mm -hmm. you use some of these tips because it's not going to everything in that room isn't going to be an oriental rug and a chippendale coffee table and you know a very uh traditional formal this that and the other thing right we're gonna have these other elements in there which will make it timeless and um help those other items Mm -hmm. move forward do you know what i'm saying Right. Well, exactly. So I think there's some things that we can do to prevent your room from feeling dated down the road. But there's just no guarantee that everything in the room will always be super classic that may kind of go out of style. But what you're saying is if one thing does, it can still look good in the context of the entire room. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. And you might like, you know, our our listener, Rachel, about she was the one that we were talking about the Persian rugs with her. You know, it might just be a point where there's an item that you're just tired of and you don't want it anymore and it doesn't make you feel good and it's not really adding anything to your room. Well, Mm -hmm. then, you know, let that one item go. you know, you don't have to stay tied to things as we discussed that, you know, if it's given you, uh, you know, years of enjoyment and then it stops doing that, then you, know, you make a decision whether it moves on or not. But if you still like the item or you're on the fence or budgetary reasons, you can't get rid of that rug, you can definitely work things in and still create a timeless look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's about being multi-layered, right? So it's a kind of multi-layered in the appeal. You've got this lived-in feel, yet it's curated. Mm-hmm. It's edited. You know, you you specifically are uh, putting items together and juxtaposing them, which adds to the timeless feel. It And it, it's not as if, like, picture a really – Laura Ashley'd room, right? That is so dated, right? Mm-hmm. But if you took all those pieces out and then you added some other items that we're going to talk about today into that room, you could transform a complete Laura Ashley uh, you know, fantasy room into a timeless room. I'm sure it could be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. I think so. And there are definitely ways ways to do this. And I don't know if we came out and said this, so I want to go ahead and state the obvious you don't want to be using trendy things to have a classic look. So we've talked about the trendy things are the things that are super hot, the things that everybody has. If it's something everyone has, if it's something you're seeing everywhere, then in a lot of cases, that thing is not going to be in style in a few years It because it gets overused, overdone. People get sick of it. The designers get sick of it. And then no one's using it. No one wants to see it anymore. So right. that's one thing to to keep in mind. Right. I, yeah, that would right off the bat. Good one to, to throw out there. Okay, some additional tips on how to create a truly timeless room. Use symmetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, symmetry is uh, your friend uh, in decorating, for sure. Like Anita has said several times, like, if you love a lamp, buy two, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have your end tables, they don't... It, even have to match exactly, but the size and the visual weight should be the same. It's still giving that feel of symmetry. Now, of course, and we have a whole episode on symmetry and asymmetry, right? So you you do want to throw it off a little bit to make the room interesting, but as a as a baseline tip, use symmetry in order to help create a timeless quality to your room. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be too rigid in it. You don't want to, uh, I have two lamps. I have two side chairs. I have two tables. I have mm-hmm. two throws. You know, I have uh, two pillows right. on each side. You want to shake it up a little bit, but symmetry will definitely uh, please the eye uh, and therefore transcend time and allow you to start creating this really beautiful timeless quality. Right. And another thing I want to talk about is your mindset. I think when you're focused on trends, you're really focused on copying somebody else's look. And I want you to step back from that and look at your home, think about your own style, and think about creating your own signature style. To me, that is the goal here, is for you to create your own signature style that really transcends time. And this is about filling your house with things that you love, that are meaningful to you. And if you're following trends, you're not really being true to yourself and being true to you. So even if something's on trend and you want to buy it, kind of ask yourself, would you want that if it weren't really trendy right now? Oh, that's a great question to Mm -hmm. ask. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I think go into creating your own personal style, but I want you to really step back and think about this as your own style. And does this fit your style? Is this a part of who you are rather than is this considered cool right now? I think that's kind of more the question to ask yourself. 
That's a good one. Yeah, that definitely should be explored before mm-hmm. you start purchasing anything. Um, if you're talking about a timeless room, obviously there's going to be some fabrics in there. Mm-hmm. You want to pick some classics. You really want to be- pick the best you can afford. You want to pick fabrics that are subtle in their coloration and probably the pattern as well, maybe integrating some texture. You don't want to go all out on a big floral sofa or something like that because that will easily become tiresome. Been there, done that right. a couple of times. Right. And, you know, sometimes you think to yourself, how could this fabric be I don't know, $200 a yard or oh. what have you? You know, uh, but try to I mean, look on the internet, try to find the best deal. But if you're going to, to purchase things that you want to last a long time, quality matters. And quality is very obvious in fabrics. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm looking for natural fabrics rather than synthetics. You're going to look for natural materials, wool, linen, cotton, sometimes silks, although silks are very hard to work with. They're not very unforgiving as far as stains and so forth. Uh, for fabrics, I think neutrals are a great way to go for your your furniture items. And then you can add the the patterns in more with your accents with pillows and throws. The fabrics, I think when you're looking at the patterns also, the classic looks, the things that are the patterns that are going to really stay in style for the long haul are the simpler patterns. The more ornate a pattern, probably the more dated it's going to look later on. So we're looking for classic stripes, maybe a polka dot. I still think leopard is classic. Uh, so I'm thinking a lot of two color prints, maybe tone on tone. Right. Very simple, very simple patterns. Yeah. Maybe a damask, but it's just, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just some sort of relief. It's all the same color, something like that. And then, yes, you can always add in something fun as we've discussed, you know, many times you can add a little pop that something that's removable in a toss pillow, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, here's one that I think, it will be harder for some people to do, but think about this. Now, oftentimes if you have a tr- somewhat traditional styled room, your art is along the same lines as well. You know, it's it's a pastoral or it's a, a floral or it's just something that kind of go, if you will, goes with the look a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's nice, but that's a little boring. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. There's something about creating a timeless look that also has this little edge to it that keeps it fresh, right? Because you're taking like, Exactly what Anita said. It's timeless is not only just looking back and not being able to really date it, but it's also going forward. So it needs this freshness at the same mm-hmm. time. And I think you can really achieve that when you juxtapose these more classic furniture lines and traditional colors and whatnot with some interesting, more I'm using air quotes, modern art. So what about some interesting black and white photo? Mm -hmm. Uh, What about something in the abstract? Uh, Just something that a piece of art, and it doesn't have to be 
actually painted by an artist. You can get something on all these uh, wonderful sites like Minted and, and other sites that have reproductions of original art or just reproductions of black and white photos or a photo that you took of some, a place you went or something. So even if you wanted to get this sort of old world look, but then say you put like an edgy, interesting black and white of an interesting angle of the Eiffel Tower and framed it in a black frame with a white mat and so made it more modern looking and you put that in with your more traditional uh, furnishings, that helps create a timeless look. Yes. Uh, And here's the thing, because um, Kelly and I both love to save money, but it's really something I would not buy at uh, a discount store. The art. The art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you go into a store like that, they have certain uh, artists, certain, I wouldn't even say artists, certain art that is mass produced and you're going to buy something that's pretty much like something that's being sold to thousands of people, just even in your town. It's not going to have a unique feel to it. Um, so I think for artwork, I prefer to go to someplace like Etsy or Minted or someplace like that and find something that very much appeals to me. Because the artwork, I think that mass-produced artwork definitely has a feeling of non-originality sometimes. And it's not going to help you have that classic look. You want your artwork to be unique to you and your personality. And so I think it's worth putting some effort time an extra time and effort into finding things that really are meaningful to you. Yeah. And we have that whole episode on, Mm -hmm. um, it's a very good, it's full of sources. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. And that, I think that's what it's called. Like wall art sources or something like that. Well, we'll include the link. link Right. We'll link that, but you know, it's not as hard. I think artwork, I think the word scares people off too because they feel like, oh, that's going to be a lot of money, but it's it really not. And there not are a lot, sure. yeah. And there are a lot of wonderful sources that it's just as Anita's saying, it's just not something that's being churned out in some factory somewhere where there are thousands and thousands of them in all, all the home goods across the country, right? So find a, a small company doing something interesting. Take one of your own photos and take it to a Kinko's and have it blown up. You know, ex- explore different options of mm-hmm. of putting things on your wall and try it. If you're not sure you're going to like that, look through this. You'll see this happening, this mashup of traditional look and modern art in, in a lot of shelter magazines like you know, El Decor might not be one you normally pick up, but I guarantee you, if you even stand in the aisle in the grocery store long enough and you flip through the El Decor, you're going to see that going on. House Beautiful, very similar, Architectural Digest, much higher end looks mm-hmm. are going to incorporate this traditional look with some edgy art. Mm-hmm. Right. And then keep in mind the scale. We've talked about this before, but it's very important. Even the best artwork, if you have a big wall and just a little piece of artwork, it's not going to really look the best it can. So when you're picking out this artwork, make sure you pick it out the right scale for your wall. Right. Um, okay. We talked about fabrics a little bit. How about um, talking about incorporating some prints. Would you suggest doing that to achieve a timeless look? 
are you talking about are we talking about fabric now? Well, because we talked I'm just like rounding back around to fabric. So we talked about the fabrics, but would mm-hmm. you incorporate any prints or do you think you would just stick with something that was more uh monochromatic and maybe textural? I think it really depends on the person because there's so many ways that you can add some prints with pillows and soft goods that are not expensive investments for the room. So I think that's okay if those are are a little more trendy or if they don't have the staying power. Mm -hmm. So obviously the solid fabrics are going to stay in style much longer. So mm, it's really, to me, it's a personal decision on that. I just uh, would be very careful about certain patterns on, on certain, on furniture. You know, I have a blue Buffalo check on some chairs of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, still, it's a very simple pattern. It's a classic pattern, but I don't do a lot of patterns on my furniture. Yeah, I totally agree. Not on the furniture, but if you were going to incorporate mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in uh, you know, some toss pillows or even oh, draperies absolutely. or something like that. So mm-hmm. you generally want to stay with three. If you're going to do patterns, you might want to stay with, with three patterns only mm-hmm. and then vary the scale. Mm-hmm. And that is just a great tip for any time a room that you're trying to uh, achieve a certain look, but definitely in a timeless room, you that is a really great formula. So a, a medium, a, a large, a medium, and a small in differing degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great way to uh, add something to the room. And it really kind of, dep- to me, depends on the room. If the room has a lot going on, big, gorgeous, colorful artwork you may not need much on Mm -hmm. the on the furniture but if there's not uh, maybe enough color on the wall or it just really kind of depends on the room right another way to add a timeless quality to your decor is adding some like global accents and by global I don't mean going to uh, what's that place called World, World market, market. <laughs> and like buying some just random thing that looks like it came from another country. No, really interesting things that you may have picked up in your travels or maybe as places that you want to go. Uh, it, it ends, it adds a cultivated sense, uh, to the room, which definitely helps transcend time. What do you think about that, Anita? Oh, I think so too. And I would add to that the other thing that really adds a groundedness to a room and a very unique feeling to it is to make sure you have some vintage or antique pieces in the room. They don't even have to be furniture, but something old in there is going to give it a weightiness and a timeless feel like this room's been around for a while. It wasn't just put together yesterday. And that adds to that timeless feeling. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm surprised that I didn't have that on my own list. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. Yeah, really? Okay. So this, another one. I'm coming up with the hard ones, I think. I think the art is harder and this one is hard. Hide your technology the Mm -hmm. best you can. Mm -hmm. Like we've, uh, we've discussed the TV in specific episodes. It comes up again and again when we talk about living rooms and family rooms and whatnot. But if you're really jones in for a timeless room if you've got a big giant tv screen in there it's it's going to be um it's almost devastating to (laughs) to achieving that look it's very difficult to achieve a truly timeless room with the big tv um depending if you if the room is done really well and there's a television in there 
okay, maybe you can work around it. But let's see if you can clear up some of the other things, you know, like, does anybody really need a whole full-on stereo now? You know, unless you're somebody who loves vinyl, and then maybe you can get away with a really cool uh, record player that kind of works. Um, but if you've got equipment like that or DVD players and things like that, you know, if, if this is your living room and you can put them someplace else and you want to achieve a timeless look, then I would put them someplace else mm-hmm. because that... You know, honestly, once you buy a piece of that type of technology, probably by the time you get it home and plug it in, there's something that's better anyway and smaller and <laughs> yeah. all of that. So True. it doesn't help you know, to be timeless with those because I was, certainly if you've got a big Betamax someplace, you need to get rid of that. But uh, <laughs> these things are definitely a drawback to s- style anyway and definitely – achieving this timeless quality. So I know that's a tough one, but mm-hmm. even like collections of CDs, if you're still using mm-hmm. those, mm. you know, see if you can get them behind a cabinet or you can get those special boxes for them, or there's things where you can take them out of the plastic uh, containers and put them in these little sleeves and they take up a lot less room. Uh, anything you can do like that to uh, kind of squirrel away that stuff that will go a long way to helping you. And also a lot of chords. I think we Marie kondo the cassettes out of the house. I think we did. And if they didn't make it all the way out, then mm-hmm. today's the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and I, I think you've touched on this, but the mix of the antique, the traditional, the vintage, the mix with traditional and contemporary is such a great way to bring things into the now. And, I love the mix of the both because if you have just the very new contemporary things, I think the room can feel cold. But if you have just the traditional, it can feel frumpy. So the mix of the two together, I think gives it an edginess and a groundedness all at the same time in a way that can be really beautiful. So it's, it really is about all about the, the mixing of elements. Yeah, so agree. So it's probably worth repeating again because when we first started off, we said uh, for a truly timeless room, you're going to have this perfect balance of Mm -hmm. old and Mm -hmm. new, as Anita Mm -hmm. just mentioned, luxurious and lived in, Mm -hmm. and classical and modern. So keep those things in mind. So those those three categories, if you will, those six things to keep in mind when you're approaching your room and then incorporate the tips that we've given you today. And we know you can all do this. Um, so, and if you do, and when you do, send us some photos. We'd love to see that. Yes, we love the photos. And I'm always so impressed. We're always emailing each other saying, did you see that beautiful room uh, listeners' rooms. So right. we, we love seeing your rooms. Okay. So Definitely. we have a listener question today, and it's okay. from our friend Connie. Now, Connie's been with us a long time uh, because I remember her talking about her barn dominium that they were creating way back, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a year, year and a half ago when we first were starting the podcast. So thanks for listening for all this time, Connie. Now, Connie's this barn dominium is super cool and they and her style is she calls it sort of hunting cabin slash rustic country and she really is tired of sheetrock walls in fact she signed her email connie 
quote, tired of sheetrock walls, <laughs> and then her last name. So yeah, she's Connie really wants to shake things up and have some texture going on in her walls. So what she's come around to is doing these light pine panels mm-hmm. on the walls in a couple of her rooms in the barn dominium, which is you know, which calling a barn, but instead of like a condominium, barn dominium, it's kind of a barn shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a bit open concept from what I recall. Um, so she sent a lovely photo, which was not of her room, but of the idea of this mm-hmm. pine on the wall. It's and gorgeous. It looked really beautiful. It's gorgeous. In the photo. As now, soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, that's so gorgeous. Yeah. So for everybody's benefit who's listening, the the pine is sort of unfinished. It's knotty pine. You see the knots. Mm-hmm. It has almost like a, a – it definitely has a profile to it, like almost like a molding. But they're wide, whitish planks with some profile to them. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. completely flat. And it looks like a clear stain. It doesn't yeah. – it's, it's very light. It's, very light. It's a very natural stain. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the – furnishings in the photo, the example photo that was sent, was all sort of, it was very light and creamy, creamy, a little blue, a little green, Mm -hmm. a little rattan. Yeah. White furniture. Right. Mm -hmm. So which really lightened up Mm -hmm. the fact that there was wood on the walls. Right. So Connie's question is, what do we think about her installing this naughty pine on her walls? Well, it's interesting too, because when we were looking at homes in North Carolina, a lot of these mountain houses have a lot of paneling on the wall. So it's not uncommon there. The problem with a lot of it is tinted toward the orange, which is really a problem for me because I don't really like it when it's tinted too orange. And it's, I think it's very difficult to work with. So Connie's pine that she's showing us with this type of stain, I think would be beautiful. Uh, I think in the picture she sent, it looks fantastic. My only concern on this is dark furniture next to this. I think you you hit the nail on the head, Kelly, saying talking about how this picture worked so well with all of the light things in the room. I think those paneled walls with a light pine with dark furniture might not go so well. I think it kind of lends itself well to kind of an airy feeling with maybe some blues and creams and oatmeals. I'm not sure I would have to see it, but if you had a lot of very dark traditional furniture, I feel like it would probably not go very well. I feel like this is going to go better with white cream painted furniture with more of a cottagey kind of a look. So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I tend to think the same. And Connie did say that she has a lot of dark furniture, but lighter accessories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not knowing exactly the type of furniture she has, but knowing that her look is kind of hunting cabin slash rustic, as she said, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's probably not super ornate, you know, dark, dark ebony furniture. So Mm -hmm. if it's like kind of cabiny and a little country-ish, you know, not kitsch country. I know she doesn't like that sort of thing. So it might work with the pine on the wall, with the dark furniture, if everything else is really light, like the sofa, the rugs, the pillows. And I would probably really limit the additional colors. I might just go whites, off-whites, creams, 
and then the dark furniture is the grounding mm-hmm. element, and mm-hmm. then you've got this pine. But you know, the pine is going to be uh, would omnipresent be the right word? It is not going to be mm-hmm. a lot of it, right? Because right, it's going to be right. on all the walls. Right. And then right. you've got the knots, which are, you know, that because knotty pine, right? So there's a lot of visual activity going on on the walls. So to mm-hmm. my mind, the rest of it has to be pretty serene. Mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah. And I'm concerned about putting anything too formal looking next to that. Exactly. Too. Anything mm-hmm. too formal looking, I think, mm-hmm. would look a little off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Connie, I think I might take some pictures if you could, if you're good at Photoshop and or something, maybe even printing out the things, if not, and just cutting them out and kind of putting some of your furniture on that sort of a wall, just kind of laying the things out on the on your table and see what you think. Yeah, that's a good tip. Or get some boards, you know, and prop mm-hmm. them up. Yeah. I don't know if you can get like, a, I don't think this comes in panel sheets. It's like individual planks. But so maybe you mm-hmm. put, maybe you just nail. Well, she could print that picture out. Yeah. She could print that picture out. But even if you mm-hmm. nailed a few of them together and you just practice because but to put them all up and then what if you don't like it? The only thing I think of is it's, she really wants to do this and she really doesn't like sheetrock. And okay, so mm-hmm. picture the, I always like to think of the worst case scenario. So the worst case scenario is it all goes up and Connie's like, oh my gosh, I really mm-hmm. don't like that. Mm-hmm. You could always paint it. Of course. And I've then, seen it done. Yeah. Then you still I've have the interesting s- texture. So many times my in-laws had paneling that they painted and she painted it and painted it and painted it lots of different colors. And I think that's a great look because then you have the texture, but the color is kind of consistently one color, but the texture adds so much detail to the room. So yeah, I think that's definitely an option is painting it later on if that's something that you want. In fact, I was thinking if I ended up with a house with orange paneling, I would just paint it. When you say that and between the orange and then the knotty pine. So the house that I grew up in had mm-hmm. a finished basement and all the walls were that orange knotty pine. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just think, well, stripped, of course, that would be so much work, but stripped to down to or bleached out, maybe a limed finish. It could be really beautiful. Right. Yeah. But that orange, oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And there was a bar down there. It was like a real finished, you know, like late 70s, you know, finished basement with all the oh, knotty pine. I think I can completely I picture I think it. I've been in that basement. <laughs> I think I, I've had sleepovers down there. I, think I might have. To. I think my twelfth birthday was spent down there with a sleepover <laughs> going on. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, we uh, speaking fun. of. Oh, we have one mm-hmm. more thing today. Speaking oh, of, yes, listeners could be uh, adding in some crushes. So I, I was thinking of this as a tip, but this could be a crush too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Koki D again, another longtime listener. Uh, she emailed us to let us know about a wireless remote control. Now she works for electrical supply or electrical contracting company. Mm-hmm. So she's got the inside scoop on some of these things. So Koki says that you can get this at, you know, maybe um, probably Home Depot, Lowe's, maybe on Amazon, maybe your probably your local um, hardware store, maybe even. So it's a wireless remote and it works up to about 25 yards away. And she was thinking about it for the two of us, I guess at different times. I definitely talked about how I have to go outside and turn my 
cafe lights oh, off right, outside. Right, right. And mm-hmm. I think you were probably talking about something about your lights too. And so mm-hmm. that it would help both of us in those situations. And it may be something that would be helping some of our listeners too. We'll add the link. So Koki, thanks so much for that tip. That's a really good one. And I'm putting that mm-hmm. on my list with Lisa's tip for the carpet things. <laughs> yes. And I can get all that. I'm excited for that because I had to do that again last night. I want to put those lights out and then For whatever reason, you're like, eh, now I got to put my flip-flops on. I got to walk outside, turn them off. It'd be very nice to have the remote. Oh, we've gotten so many great tips from listeners. So I very much appreciate it. Please keep them coming. Um, That's a great one. Yeah. So we're good. Making life easier. I know. Anything else? I'm good. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us once again. We had so much fun. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.